0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. Does Connected Parenting feel confusing? What do I do in this situation? How do I handle that issue? Let me help you make more sense of it all in my 30-day challenge. We meet for four weeks of group coaching and you get access to all of the Peace and Parenting online materials, my entire Connected Parent Mastermind. Plus, we give you access to our school community, I help you get more connected and jumpstart your parenting in this 30-day challenge. So go to the show notes and sign up and I'll see you there. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm here again. I want to talk about arguing. And oftentimes we will argue in front of our kids as couples. You might argue with your own parents. You might argue with other kids. You might argue with your sister. But sometimes arguments happen in front of our children. And, you know, this happens. This is life. These things do happen. We get in an argument with somebody in front of our children and it's okay. It is okay and it's something that we can navigate and it's something that we can figure out. The thing is, is how we argue is important because what we want to avoid are the things that we don't want our children to do, right? So we want to model what a good argument is like. We don't want to throw things or give the silent treatment or ignore our partner or the person that we're arguing with. We don't want to call names. We don't want to throw out insults and belittlement and shame. We don't want to yell and scream in front of our kids and we don't want to create guilt or make someone feel bad. We really want to be careful about the things that we're doing when we're fighting in front of our kids because these fights happen but we can control the way in which they happen. So if we can avoid all of the things that are icky and all of the things that we do not want to see our children display in the fights that they will have with their siblings or with their friends or with their partners in the future. So what are we modeling then? And what do we want to avoid modeling? And if we can think about fighting with someone in those terms or having a disagreement or having a conflict, if we can think about when you're having a conflict with somebody, And the way in which you're talking to them, your kids are watching. They are really absorbing all of the things that are happening in front of them. And what is it that you'd like to model to them? What is it you want to show them? What is it you are teaching your child in these moments of really big conflict and upset? What do you want to teach them? So when kids experience you know, environments where there's belittlement and, and throwing things and shaming and yelling. It creates more anxiety and depression and aggression and shame and guilt themselves. And they have a harder time navigating fights because they might try to use some of these techniques. And these kids who experience this often, they have a hard time with conflict because they don't know how to navigate it their way to navigate it is the way in which they've been taught to navigate it, which is the things that they were modeled. So these kids also might end up fighting with their spouses or with their brothers and sisters or with their friends in the same ways in which we have shown them how to fight. And will this this damage their relationships and will this make them also feel bad and be unable to fight fairly? Will they end up being verbal abusers or will they gravitate some to somebody who is verbally abusive. And is that what we want? And is that what we want to teach in the most loving relationships that we have? But you can change the way in which you disagree. You really can. You can try to really work on the solutions. Like what can we do to make this better? What responsibility can I take? You can really work on staying calm And regulated. So if you show your children when you guys are having an argument, whoever it is, can you show them how to stay regulated? Can you show them how to maintain composure? If you can show them that, then you're also teaching them that. If you can get rid of the aggression, if you cannot raise your voice, if you can keep your voice calm and low, and if you cannot, you know, show aggression, then you're also informing your child of many important ways in which we come to conflict if you don't use blame and you don't use shame now you are coming to this disagreement with more solutions based when children see that their parents can calmly and respectfully handle conflict then it affects them in a positive way so arguments are going to happen and that's okay it's okay to argue but it's the way in which we argue That becomes the important lesson for our child in those moments where they're witnessing it. When you can be calm and you can come regulated, it teaches a child how to handle conflict. It teaches them how to problem solve. It teaches them how to learn from their mistakes, how to take responsibility, how to make amends, how to apologize, how to unravel a hard situation. It also shows them what healthy relationships look like and what healthy conflict looks like and what healthy conflict resolution looks like. So if you have siblings that are really fighting, are they fighting the way in which you fight with your spouse or with the people in your lives? Are you seeing them, you know, mirror that? Maybe, maybe not, but it's something to look for. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein alpha-lac found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. BiHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim, what it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about BuyHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at buyheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Home Run Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews, and there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Having a disagreement in front of your kids isn't a horrible thing. It isn't even a bad thing. It's a thing that's going to happen. And to pretend that it isn't won't give you the skills that you need to navigate it. So if you think to yourself or you can say to your partners, you can say to the people around you, like, listen, let's try not to fight in front of the kids. But if we do, let's have these ground rules in place. Let's really stick to this idea that we are not going to name call. We are not going to give the silent treatment. We're not going to throw things or use belittlement or insults. There will be no yelling and screaming and there will be no guilt and shame. If you can stick to those ground rules and say, yes, we can have a discussion, but it cannot include these things because those things are going to increase levels of anxiety with our children. They're also going to teach them the wrong ways to come to conflict. We don't want our children also to become people pleasers because they shy away from the conflict. So they'll do whatever the stronger person, you know, is suggesting. So if you can come to these ground rules with your partner and say, yes, we're going to agree to these ground rules, then we are going to really teach our children what it looks like to have healthy conflict and to resolve things in a great way. And can you go to problem solving? Can you say, well, I think maybe we should do this. And can your partner respond with, well, that's a good idea, but I was thinking more along, along the lines of this. And can you really talk through the situation with your partner as opposed to blaming them and shaming them and belittling them and yelling at them and telling them how wrong they are in front of your kids? Because that's not going to produce anything good for anyone. If you find yourself getting into too many fights, you might also say, you know what? Let's have a code word. And when things get to a place that doesn't feel good, can we say, like, apple, banana, strawberry, strawberry? Can we say the code word and, and can we table it until later, until everyone's asleep, until we're alone? Can we table it because it's gotten, it's gotten too far? And can we also agree that the best way to fight in front of somebody is with kindness and calm? And if we can't find the kindness and calm, then we probably shouldn't argue in front of our kids at all. It isn't the argument. It really isn't. It isn't the conflict that's the bad thing. It isn't having a disagreement that's the bad thing. It's using these things that we've seen, right? It's, it's coming to the conflict with anger. It's coming to the conflict with shame and embarrassment and unkind words and insults. Those are the things that we we don't want to use in our in our conflict and we don't want to model for our kids because we don't want them to think that that is the right way to resolve a conflict. We want to teach them the right way to resolve a conflict and we teach them a right way to resolve a conflict by modeling that right way. And maybe you need to practice with your partner. You know, maybe you need to say like, okay, Here are some phrases that I think we should use when we're having a hard time, when we're arguing. And here are some things that, um, you know, maybe we can use I statements. Maybe we say, I think this and I believe that and I'm feeling this way. And can you rehearse these so that when it comes up in the moment, you aren't taken off guard? Because if you know what to say and you know what the ground rules were, you'll be head and shoulders above so many other people. So many people get themselves into an argument with their spouse or with their partner or with their friend or with whomever. And all of a sudden the kids are there and they haven't thought about it. They haven't decided on what the ground rules are. And they go to town and they start to really dig in with the person in front of them and yell and scream. And be really dysregulated. And that can create a lot of anxiety and upset and dysregulation and depression, shame and aggression with our kids. We don't want to do that. And over time, it will teach them that this is the way in which they should come to conflict. So you can fight in front of your kids. You can argue with your spouse, but the way in which you do it matters. So find the ground rules for yourself and stick to them with your spouse. And maybe you even need that code word in case things get really dicey that you can exit stage left and return later when the kids aren't around. All right, I hope this was helpful. I hope that you can find some ground rules to establish with your partner so that fighting is fair in your house and that we can come regulated to it and not let it totally derail us. All right, thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm so glad you
1: were here.